Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome. Happy to- New Year. Okay, there we go. Well, I'm just saying we haven't done well in the New Year yet. So that is Happy a- New Year. That. Yes, happy happy new year. It's happy. it's also a new season. We're now in season 3. You 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 you, you okay, so well, you I have no opening now. <laughs> well, I sniped your opening. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, you did. That's exactly what I was going to say. Welcome to a new new season, season 3 of the Elephants in the Room. A fresh start. Fresh start. Although I think season two is pretty good. I thought season two was a pretty strong season. Got stronger as it as it went on. Petered out a little bit in the end of the holiday season, but that's what happens. Yeah, you know, no, no one's paying attention, including us. Yeah, exactly. But we're back. And as I was looking through the news, doing show prep throughout the past couple of days, trying to grab things to talk about. Um, wow. It's... Um, it's the holidays. Well, today is technically observed New Year's. This is observed New Year's, so that's true. That's so true. the post office is closed, for instance, as with every other government entity. There was, yeah, it was, it's just National Sports Day. Mm-hmm. It was hockey, it was basketball, we got college football, we got Bills, Bengals on now. It was um, go out, and if it, hopefully the weather was nice where you were, hopefully, and you had the day off, go out, do something. If you didn't have the day off, hopefully, uh, hopefully you uh, you did have some time off during uh, over the past couple of weeks to uh, get some rest and relaxation and get ready for the uh, the new year because um, it's it's going to be a doozy. It's it's we are going to. Before we know it, yeah, we are going to be thrown right into the middle of primary season. That's right. Yeah. We have to decide if we want to go experience it. Yeah. Most likely in another state. I don't think Arizona has much. Where does Arizona vote? Is it like super late when it's yeah, already we could, decided? We might be able to go up to Nevada and experience Nevada. Ooh. That would be a lot warmer and closer than New Hampshire. Yep, a little bit easier, a little bit easier. But New Hampshire is, there's something about being able to get up in the in the grill, in the face of a United States senator and tell them their policies are full of crap. How do you know you won't be able to do that in Nevada? That's not like that populous of a state. Yeah, but there's just less people, right? I mean, that's the beauty about New Hampshire. New Hampshire, you do have. Oh, you think not everyone will come? Or isn't. Nevada, like the third state. Yeah, but remember, the farther you go along, the more you, the more and more they drop out, right? 
And so, and the fun ones aren't so much the well-known candidates. It's some of the more fringier ones, right? Those are kind of the more fun ones to follow and root for and go to those events because the supporters are, you know, they're they're a blast to be around and the candidates are, um, you know, not that. Okay, so Nevada is fourth. It's Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada. Uh Nevada's in February. So it's really like... We could do both. Will they come between... Because they have... This is so weird. South Carolina Republican is January 27th. But South Carolina Democrat is February 3rd. Like, why are they not on the same day? Well, none of this is... I don't think any of this has been truly set in stone yet. Though I do believe Republicans are keeping Iowa and then New Hampshire. It's Democrats who um, want to make it South Carolina. And I think that's that's going to be the... Uh, that's that's the goal that James Clyburn has, is to make South Carolina the, uh, the first in the nation state for the Democrats. All right, just out of curiosity, Arizona is not until March 19th, and we're, like, in the middle. So, like, I don't think it matters as much. Like, I don't think they'll come campaign. Probably. Probably not, probably not a lot. Yeah. Probably larger events. All right. So, anyway, mm-hmm. there's nothing going on in the news? Well, so so the, the, the thing that's going on in the political world right now is... Is Kevin McCarthy going to end up as Speaker of the House or not? So he has moved all of his stuff into the Speaker's office. However, he does not currently... That's a little presumptuous. Well, it is, because as of now, this was Politico updated 5.46 p.m. Eastern Time. So this was updated three hours ago from when we were recording. Just to give you an idea of when we were recording. Um... Politico is reporting he doesn't have the votes yet. No votes for, no votes yet for McCarthy. Um, I've got Reuters here reporting the same thing. Um, Matt Getz has come out today and said that he's not voting. Um, Representative Bob Good is not voting for him. I believe Andy Biggs is voting against him. Um it, he just has such a fine margin. I think he can lose four votes. I think that's it. So if he loses, who wins? So that's uh, so that's that's kind of going to be the uh, the big question. Is there going to be some sort of you know uh, compromise candidate between the conservative, you know, the the conser- quote unquote conservative faction, um, and it's not. It's also not a MAGA faction, right? It's not, this is not strictly on MAGA lines, um, you know, which is its own fracture within the conservative movement itself at this point, because Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of Kevin McCarthy's biggest proponents. Um, President Trump supports McCarthy being Speaker of the House. So, you know, it's, it's more than just it's it's more along the lines of people just don't like Kevin McCarthy. And you know, I I get it, right? He's a slippery, 
you know, Washington politico who has aligned himself with every faction of the Republican Party. Right? And, um, you know, in order to be Speaker of the House, you do that. But, you know, he's also what I would consider to be generic Republican. Right? And, um, and because of that, um, you know, I think he, if he's not, the only reason he's not a compromise candidate is because he's just untrustworthy to too many, to too many people. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that that's really, that's the only reason. And that's, um, and that's what it comes down to. Um, like I said before, I, I don't like make, making political predictions when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, you don't want to end up on that political list. Well, it's not just that. It's, 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 <laughs> I, it, that's just, that's cable news' number one output is terrible political predictions. If you just turn on cable news, that's all you get because they need people to throw the most ridiculous takes out there to get the audience all riled up. I mean, that's the model, right? Retaining the audience, retaining the audience so that they buy your advertisers' products. That there's value in advertising on the on the channel. That's <clears throat> that is the model. It's capitalism, baby. And um, um, but I so I I do um, but yeah, this is so this is what's going on right now. It's not particularly interesting, frankly. Because at the end of the day, what does the Speaker of the House do? Well, Speaker of the House kind of helps you know, kind of push the agenda forward and this and that. But uh, you know, I just. This is why this is something that people just don't really care about. And it's hard to keep talking about. I think we've talked about it for like five or six minutes now. And we talked about it last time, so I'm and really we talked over about it. it last time, right? So I think I think we're good on Kevin McCarthy. The 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 biggest news story, frankly, that happened over over the past couple of days is the arrest of the Idaho murderer. Allegedly. That's right. I know basically nothing about this story, so why don't you give everyone, i.e. me, a synopsis? Yeah, so um, what happened, his name is Brian Koberger. He is an advanced criminology student. Um, I believe he's trying to, he's going for his PhD in criminology at Washington State University. So um, what uh, what happened was is that uh, on Saturday, November 13th, what police are alleging is that Koberger was the individual who broke into the um, apartment building or off-campus house where those four Idaho University college students were living and, and, and murdered them. Um, they arrest this guy. He seems, if he's not guilty, he, it seems like they just arrested a really creepy dude. <laughs> um, by all intents, he's like, he's, 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 um, he's harassing the... Um, uh, all the other people around him come into the cell and I'll show you I'm a creeper. He's taunting guards. He exposes himself. Um, Yikes. so seems like, uh, seems like a guy who's pretty, um, like I said, if he's not guilty, well, they've just managed to arrest a really, really weird dude who they, they might want to continue to keep, <laughs> keep an eye on, keep an eye on her too. Um, I believe the last thing that, I think we spoke about, um, and this happened, um, there was 
rumblings of this happening. It actually ended up happening, I believe, on the 30th of December was the release of Trump's tax returns, mm-hmm. his personal tax returns. And lo and behold, Donald Trump didn't didn't pay a lot of taxes, if you can believe it. Wait, what does that have to do with the murder? No, that doesn't have anything oh, to do with okay. the murder. I've just moved on from the murder. Okay. That's not really a happy topic. That's not really what we do here That's on the show. That's not what we do here. I was just That's why saying I don't that, turn the news on. It's just like, oh, police shooting over here, this terribleness. The news is just terrible. Well, I think that that's what we are we're getting at, is that people aren't going to be paying attention to Kevin McCarthy because the news that they would be paying attention to is the more sensational stuff that um, that um, we end up... Um, that, 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 like, if it bleeds, it leads, for lack of a better term. That's, that's what we... That's the that's the term that's used, and this has been an ongoing case, and it has been weird, and this is the kind of thing that people with a lot of free time during this time of year get really wrapped up in, internet-wise, and start doing it. It's like internet sleuths have been like all all over this guy apparently, and the police have been tracking this guy for weeks. Um, but that's not why we're here. And but but that's why people don't care about Kevin McCarthy is because Kevin McCarthy, like I said, he's he's like he's just boring. You're talking about what's going to happen with a boring person. Well, that's not exciting. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares if Speaker of the House? Most of the country can't even name the Vice President of the United States. You think you think Joe Biden can name the Vice President of the United States? If you went up to like Joe Biden, someone was like, who's the Vice President of the United States? You'd be like, uh, Mike Pence. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um. Yeah, the other thing that happened was the Trump tax returns being released, which once again, it it's a news story that you look at it and you go, Trump didn't pay taxes. And Democrats always assume that he did pay taxes because they see not paying taxes as the worst thing in the world, even though oh, they themselves spend a lot of money, especially rich liberals. They spend a lot of money to make sure they pay as little in taxes as possible, right? Warren Buffett always complains. He's the most famous one. Well, I should be paying more taxes than my secretary. Warren, you are free at any time to write a check to the United States Treasury if you feel like, if you feel like the government, government truly needs your money. This is what I do not understand about the higher taxes argument. If you feel like you are not being taxed enough, please donate your money to the government. We need it. $30 trillion debt. So, 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 if you, so truly, if you feel it, liberals, and this is the old Massachusetts check the box, for those of you without a library <laughs> in your town, there was an option on Massachusetts income tax to pay it, quote, unquote, the old rate, um, which was an elevated income tax rate. Well, you know, not even Elizabeth Warren was, um, not even, not even Elizabeth Warren was checking that box. So, um. And Republicans, we want our politicians, we want our uh, elected officials to not just hate taxes, but hate taxes to the point where they actively avoid them as much as possible. And frankly, on the right, we don't penalize our elected officials for um, for, for tax fraud. Can we get rid of the word avoid? Like the yeah. tax code is written to incentivize. So if you're doing financial acts that are incentivized, that's within the law. 
if you don't like how many how many taxes you're paying, then you need to go read the code and figure out how to get these incentives. No one's stealing or not paying taxes. They are simply doing what the tax code incentivizes them to do. That is 100% correct. And that that's that's frankly so on the money. I need a second to gather to gather my <laughs> thoughts because because you're you're one hundred percent correct. The 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 fact that there is it's the, the, an industry around understanding and manipulating the ta- and you know oh it's not manipulating. I know it's not manipulating. The government writes the but, tax code to incentivize behaviors. The government right? wants jobs, so they incentivize businesses and those who own those businesses. They want housing mm-hmm. for people, so they incentivize providing housing and so on and so forth. Correct. Correct, but there's but there's but there's also ways to 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 move losses and income around to make to to lower to lower your hit in any any given year, right? There are strategies. Yeah, there but, are strategies. Sure, but I don't like the word manipulate. You, you want to use strategy? That's fine. There are strategies around lowering your overall tax burden. Yeah, and that's right? within your right, and that's how the law is written. And so we we um, we celebrate that. We celebrate that on 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 the right. So that's why this whole tax tax return thing for Trump has always has always been fascinating to, to me. Because if you ask you man on the street people, would you like to pay more in taxes or less in taxes? They're going to tell you, "I'd like to pay less in taxes," unless they don't work at all. And since we are now in a country where the min- the majority uh if you go who pay uh, the the it's over 50% uh don't pay taxes so if you're a taxpayer you are in the minority congratulations that's great Katie there's an interesting article that you um that you brought up about our home state here in Arizona about an issue that was extraordinarily uh important in the the midterm election and and will be going forward uh yeah the headline is arizona court rules abortion doctors can't be prosecuted and apparently this is issuing a ruling saying abortion doctors can't be prosecuted under an 1864 law that criminalizes nearly all abortions so yeah so i would just simply say I am glad that um, I am glad that we are not enforcing a law that is just simply out of date, right? I mean, I can't believe there were abortions in 1864. Oh, there've been abortions since the beginning of time. It's wild. Well, I mean, is it? I guess it was. Is just it like or is it very archaic? Okay. Yeah, it's human nature, though. It's human nature. You well, what's crazy about it is they just didn't do anything because they didn't get rid of, they didn't repeal it. They're just saying that doctors can't be prosecuted under it. Exactly, exactly. And I and, and so I'm glad that, you know, we don't find ourselves, you know, in a situation like in Parks and Rec where they have to go and find a guy named Ted and throw him into the river <laughs> because it is read that, you know, in order to, it is a part of the town charter that they, it was supposed to say they threw a tea into the river to celebrate 
uh, once a year, but instead it was it was a typo and it's Ted. Um, so I'm glad that we 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 aren't in, in, enforcing things like that. However, it does it does bring up an interesting an, an interesting situation that we are going to be running up against with, which is these laws are actually going to be promoted as promoted, right? We're going to be bringing back some of these laws on the um, uh, uh, in in at um, at and in in some states trying to push the, the criminalization to such a point where that we would be prosecuting cuting doctors. So it's, it's interesting that this has come up because it's interesting that, that Arizona kind of just smacked this down right away based on an older law, 1860s law, um, because this, this is now the fight coming, right? This is the fight coming always the extremes on the abortion issue right and it's going to be criminalizing the procedure and it's going to be it's going to be you know we can we we should be able to do this whenever however even after the baby's born right that's that's kind of where we're heading on this issue i don't i don't really mean to i don't mean to chuckle about it but it's 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 almost too predictable the way that the way that the discussion the national conversation around this issue has been has been heading um I think the um I think the uh the next thing that we wanted to um talk about is New Year's resolutions. Yes. All right. And the New Year's not not so when I brought this up to Katie before the show For those of you who don't know Katie, she's like a very rational, reasoned person. Usually, if you find a way to get her to get her flustered, she'll show it to you. And when I brought up New Year's resolution, she had a look on her face that went, <gasps> like, am I supposed to have one? Do I have to talk about mine? Do we want to talk about ours? Are we going to, you know, it's just like... I was like, no, 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 no. I want to do a different kind of discussion around resolutions. Okay. Not do you have them. Do you think New Year's resolutions are worthwhile? I think goal setting is worthwhile. Yes. And that's essentially what a resolution is. Uh, assuming you can make it somewhat attainable. Uh, if you just say, I'm going to be healthy. Well, you didn't really specify what you're going to do. So who knows if you've even achieved that? Like what does healthy mean to you? You're going to eat all vegetables or you're going to eat the like chip that says it's made of protein instead of the chip that's made out of potato. Like, I don't know that that's super healthy. So I think you'll be more successful if you'll, you define your goals more, but I think, Mm -hmm. uh, some people really enjoy the kind of end of a chapter so they enjoy setting goals at like the end of a quarter or the end of a month or the beginning of a month or the beginning of the year and that kind of helps them and they like to reflect back and a year is a good amount of time so I think they're good um I don't think everyone needs to do them but I think you should have some kind of goal like kind of goes back to our discussion on purpose like you need to have a purpose in life yeah. That's how you live longer mm-hmm. if, if you don't have a purpose or reason for getting up and doing stuff then you just you know What's the point? For the discussion about purpose, you would have had to physically been with Katie and I today when we were <laughs> talking about, and this is something, Katie's parents were in town 
over the past couple of days. And while they were in town, our new edition of the Epic Times was delivered to the house. Right. And one of the articles was about Okinawans. People from Okinawa, Japan. We live in Okinawa, Japan. And that is one of the blue zones around the world. And for those of you without a library, blue zones are these zones around the world where the people who inhabit these regions live on average longer than, than everyone else. Right. Right. So there's a lot of interest in how the, the lifestyles, habits, eating habits, especially exercise habits, all of, all of that. Um, and, um, and so it became a, a topic of conversation off and on, but, and, and this is also a topic of conversation that Katie and I have a lot about, you know, what, what is it about people who live to 90, 95, 100, 105? You know, a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, we were reading a news article about a man who's over 100, works out every day, goes yeah. to the YMCA every day, works out for a couple of hours every day, has a couple of martinis, Never eats until he's he never eats until he's stuffed. Eats until he's satisfied, which is another thing the Okinawans did. Eat until they they say they eat until they're eighty percent full. Which of course led me to ask, mm-hmm. how do they know they're eighty percent full? The fullometer. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so which some pronounce the fullometer. Uh, anyway, but another thing they mentioned in the, the article, purpose. and then we're going to get back to you, mm-hmm. was that they essentially don't retire. Uh, they they do something in the community. That doesn't mean necessarily they're working, but like they have a re- they have something that they're doing every day, uh, and I think that helps you know with the purpose. But okay, now I want to put the question back on you. Do you think near such solutions are worth it or have a purpose or whatever you originally asked me? Um, I think they. I'm gonna take a little bit of what you said. I think New Year's resolutions are only worthwhile if if it's something you have thought about, kicked about, and have committed to, and finally said, you want to know what? I'm going to commit to doing this. This is going to be a, a, a not just a change in, you know, what I, a daily routine, but this is going to be like a true habit. This will be a lifestyle change, right? I And I, and I, the what you said i thought was really cool about the ending one chapter and beginning another there is a psychological component to the oh, end yeah. of the year there is a psychological component to take throwing away that calendar and putting up the new one right you have the entire year ahead of you now for some people that means they immediately start slacking i can get to it tomorrow i've got all here <laughs> what a great start <laughs> to to use resolution and of course we all we all know the fitness resolution of how busy the gym is in January, and, and as the weeks go on, it gets less and less and less busy until, uh, until, the, uh, until February and March and April, and, and then just the, the regulars, and then January, the cycle, the, the vicious cycle starts back up again. Um, but so, so I, I'm personally not a New Year's resolution person, because I don't need that psychological bookend or kickstart. I know, which is surprising because I am that kind of like emotional, sappy person who looks for that kind of stuff. I I spend a lot of time reflecting at the end of the year and thinking about 
you know, how I would like to improve overall heading in, heading into the new year. And, but I try to just kind of set much more broader goals, right? Like I, I think things about, you know, I think things about lifestyle, like maybe having a more productive morning. Yeah. Like, can I commit to having a more productive morning? Can I commit to, you know, taking 10, 15 minutes out of the day and, and writing, you know, or reading or, or doing, or doing, or doing something or, you know, spending extra time in prayerful reflection and praying. I think one of my toxic traits might be that I always set New Year's resolutions, but then I forget where I put them. So (laughs) I don't know if I achieve them or not, but I'm more of like, I just need to write it on paper and like put it into my universe and I'll usually like go after it and if I end up not going after it it's like mm-hmm. I pivoted for a reason yeah. but I should try to find them last year I didn't have any New Year's resolutions the past two years before I did have kind of broader goals like 2020 ironically was the year I was going to get back into shape and it just so happens that coronavirus forced us to put together oh you know what I found I found my last year's oh. goals oh I am not going to say all of them because some of them are personal, but I do have one that I think is fun. Uh, I wrote, I wanted to consistently hit under a hundred in golf. And I think I'm like almost there. Oh, I think you're really, really, I think you're there. I'm generally in the high nineties, sometimes a little bit over a hundred. Yeah. But I mean, you know, golf is golf, right? So I mean, sometimes, sometimes you're going to, you know, you're not going to be able to find the <laughs> find the club face. Sometimes you are, but um, I agree. But for with some the, reason, I, put one, it I in think a, you definitely did. For some reason, I put it in a Google Sheet, which that's weird because I put my 2023 in a Google Doc. So this is this is my talks tray. I just can't find them again. There you go. <laughs> but I found them, so that was fun. So yeah, I mean, so I I just um. All right. Well, hopefully when we come back on Wednesday, there will be actual news. Or maybe there won't be. Maybe everyone's taking an extended time off. I know we have to go back to work for the first time in like a week and a half. And I'm not looking forward to it. (laughs) I would, I would, I would like, I would, I would like for the week for us to be off for another, another. But the silver lining of a new year when it comes to the corporate working world is that you have a lot of holidays. Like January, you get at least one mm-hmm. day off. February, yep. usually get a day off. It's like boom, 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 holidays. It kind of eases you into it. So you don't have a lot of five-day work weeks. You have a lot of four-day work weeks. So that is the silver lining to the new year. Yep. All right. We will hear us. Nailed we'll it. hear us. Got on it. On Wednesday. On Wednesday with hopefully less to talk about, which means we're going to talk about whether or not we are going to make New Year's resolutions or... Or not. Or we'll probably just start talking about our Super Bowl venue, which we got to start planning. There we go. Very exciting. Be sure to tune in. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton.
I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>